We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back into the Labatt Blue Studio. It's quarter number four of the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white. Drink blue and light. I am Jim Galante here with Dustin Hawkinsmith. And we're getting ready to talk Penn State college basketball. How about it, Dusty? Yeah, it's the it's the season that went away too quickly, you know, and uh, Penn State was among the the five or six more heartbreaking cases, I think. Uh, no, no, no team wanted the 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 season to end without getting conference tournaments and and March Madness in. But there were there were some programs that that hurt more than others, and Penn State was on that list for sure. Uh, definitely, and I'm glad that you mentioned both the Big Ten tournament. And the NCAA tournament. I looked at those as two separate opportunities for Penn State to get the taste of that end of the season where I believe they lost their last three games, five out of six or whatever that uh, that finish was. They had both the opportunity in the Big Ten tournament and then the NCAA tournament to turn that around and feel much better about how this season would finish. Yeah, and I, it, you kind of think that one of those opportunities would have translated into, into something. You know, it was hard, it was hard to look at the Big Ten tournament and say, you know what, they were really going to pull it together. It just it felt far away. But I, I don't know. For me, I, I thought um, they, they would get some good vibes going and maybe get a little bit of that confidence back in time to maybe win a game or two at, at the NCAA tournament. You know, we'll, we'll, ne- we'll never know that. Um, you know, Pat Chambers, I guess, technically didn't make an NCAA tournament appearance, although I think there'll be a big asterisk on that. So he's uh, he's through nine years and uh, uh, feeling good about where things stand. You know, and the reason that we're really talking about this now is that uh, he talked to reporters on Friday, um, end of season news conference that we hadn't heard from him, you know, to, to a great length yet. And uh, he said he's hopeful to be to be back, and it's, it sounds like they're they're making uh, strides towards uh, the contract extension and, and bringing him back. Uh, what do you, what do you think about the idea of um, you know committing to Chambers on a longer term basis? I would go for it, and the reason why is we've all learned over the years, and not just during Pat Chambers' term here, but even prior, it, it's hard to get a Penn State team to the level where you expect them to be an NCAA tournament team at least, say, half the time. Now, one year in nine is not something that you brag about on your resume, but it took a long time to even get to the point where they're at right now where, yes, they're going to lose two key players in Lamar Stevens and Mike Watkins, but there is actually talent coming back for next year that – you could continue to build on. And I believe by making a change right now when the team is on that upward swing, I think it would be a mistake that you'd need to start over again. Now, let me ask you this, Dustin. Is there a possibility we have to worry the other way that, uh, you know, uh, Pat Chambers would decide he wants to go somewhere else? 
Uh, it's, I mean, obviously you can never, you never get the full story by hearing from the, from the coach himself, but I really do think that this is where he, um, he wants to be. Uh, he's got, uh, he's from Pennsylvania. He's got Pennsylvania connections. He's got the Philadelphia, um, recruiting dynamic on his side. I think he, I think he feels like he can make things happen here. And I think Penn state feels like, um, everybody can make something happen with, with their head coach. And, you know, to, to your point about the idea of making a change, I think it was Ben Jones from statecollege.com was talking about this whole thing, um, on Twitter and basically said, you know, nothing sends a better message to a prospective next coach than axing your current coach after a historic season where they were going to make the NCAA tournament for the first time. And I think that that's really a really valid thought process is that what message are you sending about commitment to your next coach when you've, you've stayed committed to your current coach for nine years and then something, you know, the, the best season of his tenure, one of the better seasons, you know, in program history happens and then you make a change. Well, I don't, from that perspective, I don't think there's any way in the world Penn State would make the change. I don't think Penn State's going to um, would ax Pat Chambers. Just no way. It's it's a terrible look. It's after, you know, you were patient through this many years, finally a successful season. You don't make a change when that happens. Now, the question and the d- dynamic that becomes a little bit different now, I believe he has, what, two years left on his contract? And they're talking extension. Well, maybe you don't offer him as much as the going rate is. You can get away with not firing him. Now, I think Penn State wants him to stay. I have, I'm very confident that that is the case. Now, the question is, I believe he's one of the, if not the lowest paid coach in the Big Ten, correct? So, yeah, I, I think w- without Penn State releasing specifics on that, I, I I think that's the working assumption, though. Yeah, is it possible that somebody else can, comes uh, up to Pat Chambers and says, "Hey, we're willing to give you a large raise to come coach our team"? Now, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, you wouldn't even imagine that. Could you imagine that now? Yeah, I could. Um, I'm not sure it'll happen. But it's a possibility. And if that does happen, if Pat Chambers' agent would use the success of this season and perhaps an offer from another school as leverage, it's then in Penn State's um, side to decide, do we give him the raise? Do we believe in him enough after this one successful season? So we'll see. Dustin, um, I'd like to ask you, though, you know, you know, we're talking, hey, this was a successful season. I believe going into it last year, if you just put the final result out there, 20 wins, victories against teams like Michigan State and Maryland and Ohio State, you'd have to say successful season. How would you sum up the year and what it means going forward for this program? Yeah, I I, I was going to ask you the same thing, just how, how you look back on this season. I I see it as really nothing but, a success and I think a lot of people are going to remember it for you know what what really was accomplished rather than what what in what ways they sputtered down the stretch now how many times do you think I looked at this last night since 1990 how many times would you guess that Penn State has had a winning record in the Big Ten 
So we're looking at 30 years. How many times has, has Penn State had a winning record in league play? Oh my goodness! I don't know three, four. <laughs> it's, it's three. It's three. You were you were you were right on the first one. So this was this year was one of three times in thirty years that they've had a winning record in Big Ten play, and um, it just happens that you know this is this is one of the most brutal and rugged years for the Big Ten, right? Like there there weren't any slam dunks on the schedule. And I think that to me is a sign of progress. It's you know winning seasons in two out of the last three. Um, I think they've they've kind of successfully bridged the gap from being overly reliant on one player and maybe being able to win if there is an absence of an elite score. Now, I think it's a whole different conversation about projecting in the next year. Pat Chambers says he likes what they have back. Um, do, do they have an elite scoring option? Do they have enough firepower to to build on this season next year. Time will tell. I have my doubts. A lot of people have their doubts, I'm sure. But uh, I think Penn State has kind of successfully reached another level. And to your point about, you know, can Penn State use the situation to leverage and blow? I don't think that doesn't seem like Sandy Barber's style to me. I think, I think she believes in, in making fair and, and uh, justify commitments to coaches who deserve it. And I think Pat Chambers has demonstrated that he deserves it. I don't think they're going to come into negotiations with anything that resembles a bad faith argument uh, one way or the other. I think for better or worse, it's a marriage that is uniquely Penn State. That's uniquely Pat Chambers. I think Pat Chambers is good for Penn State. Penn State is good for Pat Chambers, where I'm not so sure you can say, say the same thing about another coach or another program. Well, I think my point was more would say Pat Chambers and his um, agent use the successful season and the potential of someone offering him a job as the leverage, not on the other side. I have no doubt that Penn State wants him to stay. And and candidly, you know, I I brought that up at, as a talking point, as a possibility, but I do believe that Pat Chambers wants to stay here. Um, I think the only thing that could possibly cause him to leave is if someone offers to double his salary something like that is that something you could turn down but if you going back to the discussion about have they reached a level of this program where I don't think they're going to be one of the dregs of the Big Ten anymore I think they'll at least be middle of the pack now what will be interesting talking personnel of this team for next year the losses of Mike Watkins and obviously Lamar Stevens, those are both big guys. If there was a lack of depth, that's where it was. You're now left with John Hara as your you know, starting center without much returning at that position and Lamar Stevens as your you know, power forward and not much behind him there also. So it will be interesting to see how they fill the gap up front. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, depth when it comes to positions is one thing, and I think uh, the stuff that you mentioned needs to be addressed, but I think just the depth of scoring options, too. You know, you you saw you started to see that as they struggled down the stretch is that they didn't have a consistent um, scoring option beyond Lamar Stevens when when My Myron Jones went down. So you have some candidates, uh, guys that can step into bigger roles as Seth Lundy and Miles Dredd, uh, Myron Jones, you know, there, there are guys who can step into bigger scoring roles and uh, and do the job. And I would also just add, with the way that Penn State played 
and the sort of reputation they, they became a little bit more known nationally. Are they going to be a factor for some transfer guys? You know, are, are they going to be a factor moving forward for guys who can kind of come in and uh, and and bridge gaps? I think they might be. I don't know what their space is on the scholarships to take in a transfer, but every time I'm seeing the news of this player or that player going into the portal, I'm thinking, hmm, would he fit at Penn State? And it's it's worth it's worth asking right now, but I I do think that they they've got a good amount of talent coming back. There are questions about you know who's going to be the big time guy, who's going to be their top scorer, who, who you know all that stuff. But uh, I think Pat Chambers will be back. I think the team will have a nice year. Uh, it's going to be hard to to repeat what they did now, but uh, I think we'll still talk some Penn State hoops going into the off season a bit. Hopefully, get Pat Chambers on. But for now. That's it for this edition of the Keystone Kickoff Show. Be sure to check us out on the Keystone Sports app and at keystonesportsnetwork.com. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Life gets complicated, and it only gets more complicated when things change, which is why AAA insurance agents take the time to talk with you so that they can help you choose the best auto and home coverage. Don't put off getting protected. Let AAA help cover what you care about. Insurance that's not just insurance. Talk to your local AAA insurance agent or visit AAA.com to learn more about AAA. The sports world has been put on hold, including the blue-white spring game. This is as disappointing at GoPSURV.com as it is to all of you. If you made GoPSURV reservations for the spring game, contact Mark at 800-519-8467. And for those who have entered the free RV raffle through the KSN app, GoPSURV has announced that they will offer an RV for their first regular season game. If you've already entered, your entry will go towards that raffle. We look forward to seeing you in the fall.